Eddie Jones drinks red wine. Everyone knows that. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to Elite Rugby Banter. It's a podcast about rugby. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, we talk about rugby on this podcast. I am your host, Adam, coming to you live from Johannesburg. We have not been load-shedded, a.k.a. blacked out, yet. Uh, South Africa is a country of euphemisms. But coming from George, which doesn't suffer from load-shedding, it seems, is Matt. How are you? Ah, uh, not too bad. Just roasted my first duck. Oh. Was it tasty? I've heard duck's very rich. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I'm pretty proud of myself. Have you never roasted duck before? No, I've never roasted a duck. Yeah, I thought Father's Day was a good time to try for roasting a duck. We, we, I did we... a, I did a whole duck on a on a Weber for Christmas last year. Ooh, that, I, that's that's my next project. Thanks. Jeez, well, <laughs> it was very good. Well, I don't live in the Cape where we just don't roast ducks. Um, Alex, who's from Cape Town, how are you? <clears throat> I'm very well, thanks, Adam. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. Uh, pleasure. And also, it is Father's Day. Uh, if you are listening to this, we do record on a Sunday, so Happy Father's Day. To all the fathers out there, including Beast, Tender, and Tawera, who uh, had his two very cute kids over there on, on the sideline. And I'm sure we could do all chat a bit about him during the game. And then also coming from Mauritius, it's uh, Benjamin, uh, aka Ben from Tax. How's it going? Oh, well, thanks to you, Adam. I'm good. Uh, you, you said off air that if we're still being load shedded, in, <laughs> by the time you come through to Johannesburg, you're going to have a word with someone. Uh, can, is that down yeah, in paper? Yeah, it's not, it's not, it will probably be like, you know, whoever picks me up from the airport, just have a go at my mom or whatever. <laughs> Why <laughs> fucking sort your shit out, mom? Yo, go, go, I leave you guys alone for three years and you can't handle fucking energy crisis. God damn it, mom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. right. So just, by the way, just we never got to No, but I mean, what? I, I, I assume you guys get your power from us somehow anyway. <laughs> But hang no, on, Ben, you guys, like, you guys have water shedding. Don't you? Have... To make sure that the tourists get water. Sometimes they cut off water for, like, the residents. That's never happened to me, but... Oh, it's the kind of thing I could see them doing. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe it was, like, Antifa propaganda or something. <laughs> maybe maybe wherever you were staying just didn't pay their water bills, so they just, you know... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to create a conspiracy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could be. All right, let's uh, let's get into it, sports fans. Okay, rugby fans. We have a lot to get through. Uh, we're first going to discuss the news. It's a jam-packed news section, which uh, I always like. Then we're going to get through into the test match action, uh, starting off with South Africa versus England, then going into Australia versus Ireland. Alex has promised quite a fiery rendition of what's going on in that game. That's kind of what I picked up from the WhatsApp group, Alex. No pressure. Then uh, the damn square of that was New Zealand versus France. And then the many other games that took place, including the USA beating Scotland for the first time, Canada being pumped by Russia, uh, and uh, Italy managing to get a win in Japan, which makes me very sad. And then we're going to just look at next week, going ahead with our pick. So, the first story, just to quickly discuss over the news, and Matt, you'll be particularly happy about this. The Eastern Province Rugby Union has no longer in administration, as the has announced. Uh, that the EPRU has fulfilled all the criteria required by the mother body to complete its transition out of administration. According to a statement from SARA's executive council, uh, if the, the formal, res, formal rescinderation, I know that's not a word, the imposition of sanctions under clause... Rescission. Your <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> rescission. Clause 28 of the SRA, blah, 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 blah. EP Rugby Union's affairs 
had been placed into administrative control in April 2016. So as Mark Alexander says, and I quote, the winds of change are blowing through E.P. Rappi. I think that he's taking that from a, a, a speech in, from the British politics in the 1960s. And the new structure and executive are making great strides. They've been working for an extended period of turning around the union's affairs. And this decision completes the process. In that time, EPRU has adopted a new constitution and appointed a new executive, uh, excluding Cheeky Watson, who is now facing criminal action, featuring independent local <laughs> business people. So that, uh, yeah, I think great news for SRAP all around, I think, uh, concerning the shitstorm that's brewing in Cape Town. So good news coming out of PE, the Eastern Promise Rugby. What did you say about Cheeky? What's he facing? Uh, criminal criminal charges, charges for fraud. What, uh, what, oh, really? I don't, I don't think I heard about that. He's what? a, I know, what is it for? Is it for that whole, he promised was like one or two, what, how much was it? He promised uh, a huge French sponsorship or whatever that just never arrived and he kept, that's why they uh, kept delaying. That's how everything kept being delayed under his sort of guidance. Was he kept saying, no, 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 there's this. Um, I want to say million, but it's not million because million's far too small for we're talking that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe it was like sure. a million was, pounds or yeah, something. Yeah, it was, a, it was a substantial amount. Yeah, and he kept accused, saying, no, 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 it's coming, it's coming. He's accused of fraud and money laundering, among other charges. He's going to appear on his case will start on August 20th in the Port Elizabeth Commercial Crimes Court. Uh, Watson has been charged with 43 counts of fraud and money laundering. He is charged along with former assistant director in the Nelson Mandela Bay Municipality Finance Department, uh, Nadia Cherswell, uh, a director by name of Andrea Vessels, uh, a former director of a transport services firm, Madisa Mukasa, a former access facilities and blah, 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 Stephen Pretorius. I'm just trying to find a figure here. Uh, ooh, it's 208 million. That's uh, kind of the sort mm. of figure that they're busy looking at at the moment, which is kind of the figure that would have sunk EP Rugby. So good news, good news all around. Oh, it's like the kings. As he's a, a king. he, he's a he's a real wanker, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, I think yeah. So. No, no, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think we can all agree that's a very apt description of cheeky. Yeah, yeah. Well, like yeah. I mean, maybe there's, maybe, there's, there's maybe even words. a tosser. Maybe even a tosser. I, 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 oh, I can't, I can't speak to that. Yeah. Tosser's a bit jovial, like oh, wanker. Casual. Yeah, tosser's like quite casual. You like. Not true. You know, it's you just in I'm, the course I'm, of your every day, you just happen to sort of. I'm going all colonial with Tassa, you know. I thought, yeah. Which will really grind his gears even harder, you know, calling him a Tassa. But as. Uh, I, I, I'm going to think that was all a put on just to get into the situation he he wanted to be in, basically. Yeah, well, know. pretty much. I think that's that's kind of what fraud is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. It's, no, but, but it's even, bad. You, you know, obviously, his, the, the basis of his values is like a. Like so you're talking now, he's been planning it since he was like, in varsity, he's been planning this. Well, I don't know. No, no, not that. I, 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 feel, yeah. I feel it undermines any kind of credentials. Goodwill, yeah. yeah, any sort of goodwill or whatever he built up well, for his, well, for his career that. while playing at varsity and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. But, but while EP are getting themselves out of the morass, down Out of curiosity, Adam, sorry. I'll just interrupt you there quickly. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, what? sorry. I really am. Uh, um... Are they folding the Kings back into EPRU now then or not? Because I know they separated them. I'm not sure. I probably wouldn't do that. I, know they, I probably wouldn't do that. They te- technically separate. I know at the moment they're two, two separate entities. I'm just curious if they are planning on folding them back into each other then or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure we'll, we'll hear more about it uh, maybe going next year into uh, Super Rugby. But in Cape Town, it's a bit more of a shitstorm. Rem Gross Sport mm-hmm. Investments has given the Western Province Rugby Football Union, who own Newlands until July 6th, to make arrangements to pay back loans of approximately 44 million rand. If South Africa's oldest union is unable to do so, the Stenobosch-based company will immediately call in the multi-million rand loans. 
But uh, Province has told its member clubs that all is well. Uh, I mean, you can find the story. It's on the Huffington Post. Uh, it was posted, I think, on Thursday, if you want to check it out. But it's, it's the same old story, guys. I know there's that court case uh, that's facing the Western Province Rugby Union from AOS. What's it called? The Arios. Arios. Yeah, who are, who are suing Western Province Rugby for over 200 million rand. But uh, Taylor Wakefield, um, who I'm sure no helps the concession stands, uh, I guess, <laughs> judging by his uh, boldly, boldly duties, uh, he, he appears to be telling clubs that everything is fine. So, you yeah. can't just say that. You can't just be like, oh, everything's fine, what, guys. Like, what, what do you mean everything's fine? Like, what makes you think everything's fine? Because all evidence points to the contrary. What is a movie I keep imagining where someone's screaming, there's essentially complete pandemonium, like half the building's burning down behind them, and there's some character just standing, all some bureaucrat standing, yeah. yelling at the top of their voice, all's well, all's <laughs> fine, return to your stations. Yeah. And then just. In the background, you just see buildings collapsing. I, for the life of me, I can't remember what I'm thinking of now. But yeah, it, this sounds like a Western Province Rugby Union right now. Sounds yeah. like Monty Python. Yeah, um, just in terms of... I think of it could be Python. The money. Just... Yeah. Just to me, clubs... Clubs, obviously, they aren't hugely expensive to run. Because, you know, you don't, you don't pay the players... Generally, um, the players pay some sort of, um, like, subscription fee, and that's kind of how how you run the clubs. You know, most of them have owned their own grounds since whatever, since way back when. So I don't think the clubs actually will be too affected by this. Like, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe they won't end up playing the fi- their finals in Newlands and maybe they won't get flown around for Gold Cup or whatever. But I, ac- I actually think the the people who will lose out is obviously Western Province, sort of the, the professional side of it more than the amateur side. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't want to. Like, I think you might be overestimating how sophisticated the structure is of the Western Province Rugby Union. Like, they, they obviously should be dealing from one another to the extent that one part can crumble and the rest are unaffected. But I, I honestly, I don't know if that's the case. Like, I think they might just be that tangled up in one another and amateurishly. But, but, but it, it was that my impression is Thilo Wakefield. His sort of power comes from the clubs because for whatever reason, however it's structured, they somehow the clubs have a big vote in who becomes chairman, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's That's essentially right. president, yeah. A committee that yeah, so, so, so maybe just, just the way they've sort of set it up, he's kind of set it up so the clubs are overfunded, yeah. overly important, blah blah blah. But you know, to me obviously club rugby's chaos and stuff, but I think it is it's sort of a self a self contained little thing. Like Western Province rugby crumbling shouldn't actually affect the clubs. Oh, uh, I don't know. We we will find out, but just on, on that story on the Huffington Post, you'll see the letter that was sent to Western Province rugby stating all the amount that's money money that is owed to them and then Western Province's denial. Uh, Western Province dismissed the allegations made in the Rugby three six five article titled Creditors Closing and a Bankrupt via Peer. Uh Yes, Western Province are in trouble, folks, and just connected to that, I know a report ran a story today stating, unfortunately, my offer account's terrible, and I don't pay for their subscription service, so I can't tell you what it says, but apparently Saturday's coming test match between the Springboks and England will reportedly be the last test to be played at Newlands. This is while negotiations between Western Province and the city of Cape Town about the union's lease of the Cape Town Stadium are believed to be in the final stages, so essentially, they're going to sell Newlands to pay off all their debts. Uh, very briefly, chaps, we don't to, to discuss this too much. This was inevitable, surely. This should have happened years ago, mm-hmm. if you ask me. 
Well, I don't think it should have happened years ago necessarily because up until very recently, uh, Province was one of the most lucrative or at least most, most profitable unions. And one of the reasons why they were quite secure, or like everyone thought they were quite secure, was because they owned Newlands. They weren't renting their stadium from anyone, which I don't think is the case for most of the other unions. Whereas if they wanted to move to, to Greenpoint, they would have to enter into a contract with the city to use it on a joint basis with, you know, football teams, special uh, like concerts or whatever, all the stuff that normally happens there. So that would have put them at a bit of a disadvantage as opposed to the status quo, which is just, you know, keeping your property maintained and playing it and do whatever you want with it in terms of licensing rights and marketing, et cetera, et cetera. But obviously, little did we know that behind the scenes, they were fucking up every other aspect of their company anyway. So it's a moot point now. Yeah, so Western Province in deep shit. Moving on very swiftly because we've got a lot of rugby to talk about. Julian Sevier, uh, hand on heart. He's leaving New Zealand rugby. He's going to Toulon for the coming season. I know that he signed to play Mitra Cup. Not Mitra Cup. Sorry, it's not the World Cup. What do they call it in New Zealand? The version of the current yeah, cup? Matra. Matra. Yeah, Thanks. Oh, okay. I was close. Sorry, on a pronunciation. Matra, Matra. I don't know. We're going to get We're gonna get clap back. Yeah, we, we will. And Alex didn't <laughs> step in to save me. God damn it, Alex. You're meant to be the name guy. But Sevier... I'm sorry. That, that is always one that I've never been sure about, to be honest. <laughs> Sevier, well, it's going to be like something completely different. It's going to be a third option that neither of us said. It's uh, got like a P in it somehow. <laughs> but Ben, uh, Julian? Uh, has seen the writing on the wall, I guess. He's not going to be... Even his little switch to the opposite wing in Super Rugby has already proved to be successful. Uh, Do you know what? I don't don't blame him. Like, New Zealand are so stacked at wing, it's ridiculous. And I I have no doubt within the next three years we won't even be talking about Rico and Ben Lamb and stuff. It's just a a conveyor belt of talent for outside backs there. So... I think, yeah, I'll leave while his stock's still relatively high. Like, he's probably on a really... He's probably got a really good package moving to Toulon, hey? Mm, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. He's, probably I think... got a, he's probably got a really good package. And maybe if he'd stuck it out for another season or two and kind of he kind of played a season on the bench for the Canes, like, he, maybe he wouldn't have um, got the same sort of deal. So, yeah, good on him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think he's got his timing perfectly because I think in a year's time... He wouldn't be, I think um, Milner Scudder would be playing on the right wing and Barrett would be obviously be at fullback with Ben Lamb at that mm. left wing. There'd be, there wouldn't be any space for him in the starting lineup. He's not the kind of player you can have on the bench. And yeah, then, he, then you're looking at like an offer from, I don't know, Treviso or some shit. You're not looking at offers from Toulon. So, yeah, I think he's got his timing pretty much perfect. Yeah, so good luck, Julian. Uh, we, we we will miss you. Uh, I know that New Zealand rugby won't because they, they're probably able to walk out of their contract that they gave you three years ago, and that has cost them a lot. So uh, I think this is the, one of the most exciting things. There will be no break moving on in Super Rugby in 2019. It's a preview of 2020, or we hope. Gentlemen, how exciting is this? We're going to have Super Rugby run through due to the World Cup happening in Japan in 2019. There will be no June tests so Super Rugby will run for 21 consecutive weeks. And when you say it that way, it seems really long. It's going to start on February 15th when the Chiefs host the Highlanders in New Zealand. And then the final will take place on July 6th. How awesome is this? It's great. It's awesome. You know, my favorite part is it's not opening with a fucking weekend of just South African games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although it is opening with um, Stormers versus Blue Bulls. So that isn't changing. 
Yeah, but I do. The problem is, I like that derby. I really do. That's my favorite South African derby. It's so just, I don't it mind. just happens every. Like, I feel like the last four years in a row, we've had Bulls Stormers as an opening fixture. I'm not complaining I, I think, necessarily. I think you're right. I think you are right. Yeah. As as a Stormers fan, Alex, normally you guys get a. I say you guys now because I I'm, I'm allowed to step back and say Kings fan, but three four <laughs> years I would have been in your boat as well. Um, normally the Stormers have quite a. I haven't actually had a look at the schedule, but Stormers always seem to have a bit of a raw deal touring wise. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think it just looks looks that way because of the team. I don't know. I've what never actually. Yes. I haven't had a look this year. Uh, no, I was going to say I haven't had a look yet. Yeah, I don't know what this means to the rugby championship. If it's going to be a single round rugby championship, probably, hey? Does it mean ends July yeah. 6th? Uh, did, that's what they did doing, in 2015. Because, yeah, look, if we do the maths, they said there are 18 tests or 18 international caps between the start of this test series and the mm-hmm. World Cup. Mm-hmm. And so you take away these three games we left with 15. You take four, away the six. Oh, four. With Should, Wales. Okay. Yeah, so I think then, yeah, then definitely. So you take away these four, you take away this, the three the, six. in November. Yeah, three yeah, from November, the six for rugby championships coming up now. Yeah. And so we left with, I think, by the looks, by the feel of it, a single round of rugby championship next year. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, then just a, a final quick piece of news. The coach of Argentina, uh, Daniel uh, Rogade, he has resigned after a second successive loss to Wales. Who, who of us picked Wales? Someone said that if Argentina could do... I think, was that you, Ben? Uh, I, I, I picked Wales. <laughs> that sounds like Ben. Did you, no, I picked Argentina because I was like, no, you're you going to blow hot eventually. Well, so so is, the, is the Juego Ori's coach taking over? Presumably. Oh, uh, we don't know. They're looking the for Des, a new coach. The Desma. They lost he was, 30, 30, the beginning of the year. I remember him saying in the interviews in the beginning of the year, he wasn't necessarily keen on the national coach just yet he yeah. wanted to prove himself still so well, it wasn't it wasn't available then yeah it wasn't available then but i mean <laughs> yeah. did you know what I, I i'm not keen to be ceo of mtn i'm just putting it out there guys not yeah can i just say what? that yesterday was an incredibly shit sporting day for argentina yeah they drew with Iceland, uh, lost to Wales. Dude, Messi I penalty. love that. Messi was the penalty, and their, their goalkeeper is a fucking part-time film director. Oh, at <laughs> yeah, like he's not even a professional football player. None of them are professional. No, no, no. Like, they do have some. They, they do have some. Okay. Uh, and the, like are their managers like a, really good. Their managers like a dentist who yeah. had to take the time time yeah. off from his practice to be manager. He's not even like, he's not even traditionally their manager. He's just like some dentist in Reykjavik who's like, guys, yeah, I, yeah. I can close shop so for the two months that you need me. Yeah. Well, like I reckon that that goalkeeper's going essentially straight home. He's essentially, he's Ben. I reckon that guy's going straight home and directing a film about himself saving a goal against Messi in the World Cup. <laughs> 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 oh fuck! I can only imagine the, the sort of stoic. Icelandic documentary yeah. style that he's going to inform. It's going to be like it's going to be like a, a trending advert for Brennovan. Uh, have you heard of Brennovan? It's their like local drink. They call it the Black Death. It's like the advert is for this is for this is basically just going to be this guy saving the goal against Messi on repeat for like ten ten whole minutes. Yeah, I, I, I totally watch that. Like, oh, I, I, I feel mildly Icelandic now, even though you know. <laughs> have you done the clap? Have you done that 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 cool clap that they do? Mm-hmm. I keep. Uh, I'm gonna step in. I'm gonna step in. Enough of football. Enough of football. 
Okay, we, we, we're veering off course. I wanted to read you a quote from Horkade. Okay. Okay, he's, he's been the coach for five years. He led the Pumas to the 2015 semifinals, and he said, and I quote, the players aren't responding. The responsibility is mine. The cycle is complete. They've won two from their last 17. So that's uh, why he has been sacked. So I felt like I, I felt like I had to had to intervene there because we were getting going down that whole how awesome Iceland is rabbit hole. <laughs> you know. Wait, did he resign or, or was he fired? He resigned. Okay, that's so it. he I fell on his sword a bit better than Tutti did. Mm. Yeah, jeez. Much more grace. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, they said about that the better. Right, let's move into the test match action for this week, and let's start off obviously with South Africa versus England. As you said, it, Alex, we did it. We freaking yeah, dude. It. Oh, what a relief, eh? I don't know. Like, I the the series was just so built up for so many different reasons, and we just been so shit for so long, and we like sort of dared to hope that we could beat England, or you know, come away with like a two one. I I predicted two one at the beginning of the series, and a lot of people were saying that was even ambitious. And as much as I wanted it to go down to three games, just so we could have like a real humdinger here in Cape Town. I'm actually, like, for me, the real prize from yesterday isn't the series victory, and it isn't the third, rocketing up to third place in the rankings, which we can talk about just now. The real prize is actually the fact that we have a, like, a dead rubber game against a team as good as England, which I know sounds stupid, like, who would ever want a dead rubber? But we've just been talking about how few caps we have to give away until the World Cup, and this is, like, you're never going to get a better opportunity than this to test some of those French players under harsh conditions against a world-class team. So I'm really, really excited about the last game now. So uh, Papi to get 70 minutes. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know. Whatever. Like, even if it's even if he <laughs> makes another cameo on the wing, I'll be happy. Uh, ben, who, who impressed you the most uh, out, out of um, the tactical genius that is Rassi Rasmus's box? Sorry, I just... I'm a, he's a very good coach. I'm not going to call him a tactical genius. Uh, who impressed you the most, uh, um, the most in the box? Jeepers, I was very impressed with Bongi. Oh, God, he's yeah. so good. I'm, I'm actually like, upset like, that you got there before me. Where's, where's it from? Like, I, I've never, I've never so seen append- His appendix was he- holding him back this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the buffalo theory. <laughs> but, but it was. Honestly, he's playing. He's a, He played like a world-class hooker yesterday. And like, yeah. I know he has been in the Springbok setup for a while, but... You know, he was always the second fiddle to Marks. But now, like, like I, I will have no, I have no scum. Ideally, like, obviously, Marks is, I'm going to say, at the best in the world. But I have, I would have no issues with Marks going off at 50 minutes, Marks going off at 60 minutes, and Bongi coming on. Yeah, I was really, mm. yeah, really pleased with that. And then, obviously, Dwayne had a, Dwayne had a massive game. Huh? Jeez, I was trying. Yes, power. Yeah, you just stop it. <laughs> No. I know, but but my my personal highlight of the game was fucking Beast rolling back the years when he just went through that ruck. And oh just, shit! Yes, that, oh, that the basics. That was that was like hundred percent like Beast from twenty like two thousand eight, dude. Like he's got a he's got another hundred caps in him, hundred percent. Like he can fucking do another hundred. <laughs> I'm and he doesn't he's have like, to do the John Smith shift to lose head either and waste our time by doing that because yeah. he's there already. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I don't know if you guys heard. Uh, um, Worm Rugby has has bestowed a new nickname upon Bongi. Have you I guys seen it? I did see something. Yeah, I did see something of it. So apparently, Kunda Worm, his nickname now is Skoko. 
um, which is spelled S-K-H-O-K-H-O, which is it's quite a common name actually for just like in just generally in communities. But yeah. it's it, it the like the background to the nickname is really cool. Like I've, I've heard a couple of guys being given the nickname, so it's not specific to him, but it just works so well. Skoko is basically the word for when you're cooking uh, millipup in a poiki pot or in a pot over the fire. And when the millipup's properly cooked and everything ready to eat, at the bottom of the pot, there's a layer of like a crust that Ooh. is formed. And it's hard and you can't, it's like the, it's like the foundation for the cooked millipup, basically. You can't really eat it because it's too hard and a bit burnt. And that layer of millipup at the bottom of the pot is called skoko. And it's a nickname given to the guys, you know, in the communities or whatever who, or in your, in your particular group of friends, who's just like Mr. Dependable and like there at the bottom propping everyone else up. And it's always going to be there. You, you, like you can't, and you like, I like the extra layer of, you know, like a guy in a ruck that you just can't fucking get rid of. It's like, mm, yeah, yeah. You yeah, like, go, like scrape like... him off the ball. He's yeah. not he's not flash, but he's just you just need yeah. him there. Like exactly, he, yeah. So Bongi, Skoko, Munambi, what a legend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he was uh, he was fantastic. I was also highly impressed. Uh, I must say with who was it? Oh, uh, I mean Valideru. He was very impressive. <laughs> uh, the wings they were okay. Um, someone who didn't Adam, come on. I thought, we, I thought we, a, a Piwe was a lot better this game. Like his kick chase was, was more amazing. settled. Mm. Yes, yes, he was and all, hmm? like once he's got like I, I don't think his defense is the best, but his tackling once he's like laid a hand on you, you stuff like yeah. he's gonna like he's gonna oh, hold he on, like, hammer yeah. you, but he always gets around your legs and holds like I'm really yeah, I was very happy with that. Well. Uh, and yeah. uh, Faf was good, Andre Pollard, I think he, he impressed me a lot. He had, he had a lot of direction, he so. was a lot better, yeah, yeah, and, it was. But the guys I was disappointed with, Franz Malherber. We could have seen that coming. The guys barely had any. Yeah. Is it any easy? To, is, should you be saying you're disappointed or more just unsurprised? I, I'd surpri- I think you're right. Uh, well, well spotted. Yeah. I'd say as I'd much as as much as I've been trying to sort of motivate for him and saying, look, Bongi's been in the same shoes he was in, but Bongi proved. So I was hoping Malhaber would do the same. But yeah, Malhaber is not completely undercooked. I mean, he did all mm. right. Yeah. But yeah. He, we the got a 60% like, performance out of him. Yeah. Hey, hey, he, he, he gave Volko a rest, and that is very important. Which is so, more important than anything else, yeah. yeah. So, and, I pretty, and I wouldn't be surprised if we actually see him again next week. Who? Yeah. I'll second, give, no. give Thomas the crack at starting. Why not? I, I'm, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to have to eat humble pie at some point. I don't have any around me right now, so it's not going to be right now as we speak, but... I am definitely going to have to eat some humble pie over Thomas the Toy. Oh, so, God. That, that penalty try. Do you know what's yeah. the best thing for me? I was watching with some English guys in a pub. So yeah, I well, got to them and they would be like, oh, so, mate, uh, where the traditional strength of the English game gone? And he just <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, mm. Actually, I fucking love a penalty try um, like that one. Um, yeah, which... Well, the thing is, the thing is, like, I because I hate penalty tries in Super Rugby because it's a waste of fantasy points. Yeah. And um, but but with yesterday, like, it's it's amazing because I'll tell you why. Like, it's I'm, I'm so passionate about it. It's not for the same reason as as Matt because he just gets like raw pleasure out of seeing a, a pro, like a, such a dominant scrum. For me, it's like okay, so Johnny May's try, for example, when Johnny May scores his try. You're like, okay, Johnny May is a better winger than a pure Junty. Like, you beat him one on one, 
Or maybe you could be like, okay, Lucanio Am's a crap outside center. I'm sure we'll talk about that just now. But it, it kind of comes down to like one guy was better than his opposite number in his position, and then they got points from it, which is cool. You know, if you're English, you can be like, yeah, Johnny May's great. I'm glad he's on our team. But a penalty try from a scrum penalty like that, that has implications for like five it guys. the team rather than... Yeah. Well, at, otherwise least, it like, been... at least the whole front row or at least the, 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 yeah. the tight five or even like the full front, the full forward pack, right? Yeah, because otherwise like, it would have been a test a test try for Dwayne. Yes, if exactly. He, if it hadn't been a penalty try, it would have been a test yeah. try for Dwayne. And so, Dwayne was arguably doing the least in that effort, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But like instead of us being able to be like, oh, Dwayne's a great eighth man because he's good at the pick and, pick and go on a five-minute scrum, we can actually say as a collective, our tight five is superior to the English tight five. Yes. And that's so much more that's so much more meaningful than just one guy scoring a try. So that was like a real moment of spirits being lifted, I think, for everyone. And if you see Beast celebrating on the on the sideline. Yes. Mm. Beast was pumped. Everyone. Beast was so pumped for his replacements to get a penalty try. Like that, uh, that was his, his, really his teammate. It. Don't forget that's his teammate from Super yeah. Rugby that scored. Yeah, exactly. That's I, extra I, I, work I like from when, him. I like when Russie subs the props. I he subbed them in my mom was no, very white because she was I, saying that's cut early. But the man's got ideas. Calm down. No, I, I think s- s- uh, subbing your props at at 60 is actually a waste of time because you don't actually get you you hmm. probably you probably have 15 minutes of your props functioning at say 80 percent, but yeah. by subbing your props at say 45, you get the most out of your replacements and you get the most out of your starters. So I, I think it's a I like it. I like, yeah, I've always liked that sort of 45 to 50 minute sweet spot. Yeah. Now, I, I, I like it. I like it as well because for me, it's it's not a case of like, even when Beast was coming off, the commentators are like, oh, look, you know, you still have so much left in the tank. That's not the point, right? Because a lot of substitutions, you'll bring a guy off when you're like, okay, he's done everything he can in this game. Let's not go to plan yeah. B. And you bring in a bench player to like, try and just kind of make up some of the automatic Grand shields at 30 minutes last week. Exactly, exactly. So, like, you bring in a bench guy to try and mitigate the loss of your starter. But the way Rusty uses his his um, reserve front row, including Aka, it's not like that. It's not like, okay, shit, now we have to, like, try plan B. It's part of plan A. Stephen it's Kitchell, also, they, they are, like, they are just the new weapon. So it's not about what the players leaving the field can't do anymore. It's about what the players coming onto the field can do yeah, next. So- yeah, because that's what I find. Because him bringing them in early, they get 10 minutes at two props and a poker that are on their last legs, essentially. Yeah. They get 10 minutes of fresh legs. We get, or we as the South African side, they get 10 minutes of a front row pushing over a, back, a front row that's yeah. sort of at, the, at mm. their limits. So by bringing them on early, it's tactical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I mean, it happened last week as well, don't forget, because, I mean... Yeah. That yeah. huge tight head was exactly the same. It was right after they came out. Can, um, can I just say I want a personal apology, not personal, a general <laughs> apology from Brad Barrett for spouting shit about Mar- uh, Marco Vinopolo being the best prop in the world? Yeah. <laughs> like, was it just mind games? Like, no, should, we have, should, should we have been not... out there being like, Ivan van Zale is like the next fucking... <laughs> we should not know what, what we should have been doing is the complete Rassi Erasmus and piping up Ambrose Papier, and he doesn't even get chosen by his fucking franchise. Yeah. I'm sorry. no merit Brad, to that. Brad, 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 yeah. yeah. One, uh, one guy who was also uh, 
he mustn't fuck off. He has more disappointing disappointing as, as we've already mentioned is uh, Lucanio. Um, he was okay. I mean, I, I was watching with some mates. I kind of get the feeling that he's struggling to make the adjustment from Super Rugby to international rugby. And well, I think it might have been you who said in the group. By you, I mean anybody, because I don't remember who. He was to blame for those two tries. Again, the defense, not shifting correctly, leaving space was... for May, who's got... I like watching May run. I'll say this much. Oh, he's got gas. Mm-hmm. And also Mike Brown on the side. So, um, uh, his place is under threat, I'd say. I do believe in him, but I, 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 I'm a little bit concerned that he's not quite up to speed against an English team that the rest of his colleagues seem to be getting up to speed with. Thoughts? Yeah. I, I just don't understand it. Like, I don't understand how he can't be up to speed because, I mean, the Sharks are the most represented team in the Springboks from the South African franchises. And he's surrounded by players that he knows extremely well. Doesn't Okay, he doesn't have Esther Hazen and Robert Dupre, but like, you know, and Corsi's there. And... Yeah, but in Corsi's other side, Delendi. No, I know, but like, that, that's, I don't see how that's got anything to do with it, really, because, no, I don't know. You know well, like, it just depends, it depends which way they're playing. Yeah, which way they're yeah. playing. No, yeah, but, but, like, oh, Damien, in, my mind, Damien, I, in my mind, I've got them playing left. Like, Damien, <laughs> Damien Delaney is a bit of a handbrake, I think, but only on attack, not on defense. And yeah. defense is where I'm got his problems. Like, on attack, I'd say um, yesterday was, like, a 7 out of 10, which is fine. No, but but on, I, I, on, I, on defense, he was, like, a 5 out of 10. I, I'm. I don't know. I found he was catching a lot of balls standing still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, know. like, I, just... I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he didn't have like his timing quite right or whatever. But yeah, as you said, this is a we have this perfect opportunity to try out. So I think stick Estes in there definitely, and also stick uh, stick. You don't even have to actually stick Creole in there. Uh, Creole. God, that's <laughs> the language they speak in Mauritius. Creole. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I would stick. I don't know if that's completely necessary. Maybe give Esther Hazen and and I'm another chance. Yeah, I would do that. I'd definitely do interesting, that. Interesting, interesting. But, but I think I think we know what DDA has to offer, and I I don't think there's much value in giving him another cap. Uh, and he kept being stripped of the ball, like three or four times. Uh, I found he it very hard. Obviously, the English clock that, but he doesn't. He carries it quite high into contact. No, they picked um, it up and they kicked to like him. He does sort of off every kickoff. Yeah. So that's yeah, but, but that's a weird thing. It happens quite because last last match, every kickoff went to Billy Villapolo. Yeah. For what for whatever reason, I presume not on purpose because you know he's got a strong runner. But yeah, should we chat about should we chat about the English for? Or do you um, want to talk about the discipline? No, well, I, I, yeah. I was going to say I was just going to say if if you had to make any changes before we turn our attentions to the English um, and and before and all the other games. Who, what changes would you make? Not the series wrapped up. Who would you like to see come in and where? Um, who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go first. I, I so I've, got like, I've got like a whole, I've got a whole team. So if you get me yeah, started. No, I, yeah, this is the thing. I'm, I'm expecting a full squad of Yeah, so let me, let me, let me try to help you out there. I'd like to see uh, Esther Hazen coming in. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't be disappointed if Am got dropped, but I understand why it might, it might be a good reason to give him another go. I'd like to see Ethan Sale start because I'm very worried that if our spy, 8, 9, 10, if any of them pick up injuries, <laughs> we don't have much depth. So I'd like to see Ethan Sale come in or whoever Rassi reckons is the number two. Um, yeah, I'd like I, to see, I agree with you. I'd like to see Warwick Halant start. We know what Vili is capable of. Vili is key, uh, LaRue. So I think we just need to uh, give Halant a bit more exposure at international level. I'm not saying we should throw this game away. Keep him on the bench. No, no, yeah. I make no, but changes. I think I think Vili should Vili should be on the wing. 
yes. But then um, again, but then again, our wings also need it. Yeah, the wings need it. I think more uh, than we need. I'd have him on the bench, and then my last one. Uh, who, who's our reserve ten? Elton or RDP? Uh, Robert Dupree. Yeah, it's going to have to be Robert Dupree. Yeah, you can't make that many changes. It's going to be quite disjointed. So you probably keep Andre. No, no, no. no. I, I think Pollard hasn't had enough time. I think I'm happy with Pollard. But I, I think one of either Fuff or Dwayne has to either either Dan Dupree must play for Dwayne or Ifan Fanseo must play for Fuff, because. I think we, we need one sort of experienced head, well, relatively experienced in Fuff's case, but we need sort of one guy who's there and then one... Yeah. Because I think I, putting a whole 8-9 yeah. combination would just be a mess. I, yeah, I think we should definitely start Fanzel. We have to start Fanzel. Mm-hmm. I, like, I mean, I don't think I can ever necessarily forgive him for how he played against Wales, but this is the perfect time for him to make amends. And if he can't make amends in this game, if he fucks up again in this game, then he's done. Yeah. And then we know. We, there's no more doubt. He had two chances. He came up twice from the bench. He did nothing. And he started twice and he fucked up. If that's and then our reserve scrum off is going to be Cameron Wright. Is is Papier not in the squad? No, Papier is in the squad still. Okay, then Papier must be on the bench. But then it's also... I think it's unfair to put Fanzel in and say to him, this is your like make-or-break chance, and then not have Pollard at 10. I think that they des- they deserve to play together... For the box, if they're better together for the Bulls. Oh, no, but but, but I keep, think Alton, Alton's played enough at and uh, he's played enough at Springbok level. Like I don't see the value in giving Alton a cap. Alton has played mm. more than enough at Springbok level. Yeah, if you got to cap someone, you must cap Rob Dupria. But then I don't think there's value in capping him either because he'll always be behind Pollard because Pollard's a lot better than him. Yeah, unless Pollard gets injured, in which case you yep. want to have a you want to have a couple of caps behind Rob Dupria's name. Uh-huh. But then I would say Alton would start. Like, I don't think you could risk No, I agree, but then Robert Dupree would need to be on the bench. So no, Rob needs give, it. Rob needs give him the cap off the bench. Anyway. Rather, give him, rather give Robert Dupree the cap off the bench now. Um, and then if we need him for the World Cup next year, which is a big if, then we know he's at least seen international rugby. I, I, re- I don't like a specialist 10 on the bench, though. Uh, yeah, but he could play 10-12. I mean, it's better than yeah, Alton on the bench. big enough for 12. I'd rather have him than Alton on the bench. Anyway, okay. Um, so we've kind of gone through the back line in terms of the changes, right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. And maybe someone at eight, but otherwise... Uh, I, I, forwards? Well, I, I wanted to see Opa play Ooh, again. Yes. Because we haven't seen enough of him. We've seen plenty of Jean-Luc Dupree. Um and I don't think we need to see Peter Steff at, um, at blindside again. So I would drop, I'd give Franco a rest, and I'd play Archios Neyman and Peter Steff in the second row, and then I'd play Opa at seven. I guess you kind of have to keep Khaleesi as captain. Yeah, you're going to have to keep Khaleesi, yeah. And then yeah. you can keep Dwayne, because he's obviously the most experienced one, and then we, we've spoken about the change at nine. And then the, the only other thing... I would definitely, I'd stick with, okay, so Beast has to be rested. I'm sorry, Beast needs a rest. He's, he, he's earned it. Yeah, and we're making K- fun and we've been talking about Wilco, but Beast yeah. has played just as much. Yeah, and and, and uh, Kitchoff definitely deserves a start. So Kitchoff will start. Um, Bongi needs to start as, as well. He hasn't played enough rugby this uh, season. Oh, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely start. That, that's for sure. And then, yeah, and then I, th- I guess the only question is what we touched on earlier about whether or not you stick with Franz Maherber or you give Thompson Toy a start. I, I think I would... 
do you I'll know what it says? I know, I know. Yeah, I think it's more important to kind of test if Malherb is actually where he was mm-hmm. than like I think we we kind of we kind of know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, oh. I don't mind either way, but I would I would way, start even, Thomas. Even even if you just I would both start Thomas. Oh, I'm not Tom Malherb. Right. Also, like we also, we also know that Tatoi can do it in the last twenty minutes. I don't know if Mahoba can do it in the last twenty minutes. Uh, no, Tatoi's more lively around the park in the last twenty. Mahoba's more of a, a tight a tight prop. I don't know. Yeah. Mahoba also doesn't really look fit. <laughs> Mahoba used to be such a good workhorse. Now, do you know? Do you know what Mahoba looks like? A computer programmer. Like I'll, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> if, if this dude looks like professional rugby, I can play professional. <laughs> That's so funny. That's uh, so true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mahaba okay, looks so, like most of the guys I was at friends with with Varsity is what you said. So fr- Francois from IT. He just doesn't look fit or, or he just always looks tired. Like, I don't know. He's not, and it's not like Bucky's who always got his contact knocked out and tackled. But I don't know. He just looks mm. just looks unfit. So like, I, I prefer... Do, 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 you know, do you know who looks exhausted and like he's having Vietnam flashbacks the whole game is Franco Mostert? <laughs> like, he looked like he was crying at one point. I felt so oh, bad. But, like, so deep into his head. Like I don't know. Like I think he, he <laughs> must also have a spa weekend with Oka. Yeah, yeah, he's probably tears on his face at one point. Right? Oh, he's like, God. Yeah. More tackles. He probably just like <laughs> sees tackles and short short crash ball in his dreams. Just, right. just one more tackle, Francois, but then they'll let <laughs> yeah. you rest. Just one yeah. more. <laughs> uh, Turning our attention to England very, very briefly, um, I think Joe Launchbury, he added added a bit of steel. It was a very abrasive game. I think the English were like, all right, we've we got, we got to beat, we've got to target the pack and front up. But I think, as we said a bit earlier, discipline, let them down. Brad Shields was uh, no, but it a wasn't little bit anonymous. Dis- it was, but, I think it was discipline, but it was just like pity little bullshit. I don't think it was discipline either. I think that they're, they're fucking filthy. That's what it is. Yeah, because they got away with a lot. Of, you can only call it discipline if they didn't get nailed, and they okay, got no, away with the most. Sorry, that I'm sure you everyone wants to talk about it, but that slap on oh, Peter yeah, Stiff yeah. to talk. That was for me, that's, that's a red card. So yeah. it's, it's a red card that we've seen that being given so many times with the face. It doesn't yeah. matter. Did you hit him? Like honestly, he might as well have punched him because yeah. that's that's a red card offense to me. Yeah. And then Etoje like kicked Faf as well. Did you see that? Etoje yeah. is disgusting. I'm sorry. Like I, I'm so disappointed by the way he played this the series. He's constantly the guy who's pushing, who's taking chances. Like the number of times he swam up the side of the mall deliberately. Like you could see he was doing it deliberately, and yeah. pushing another side of the mall to try and get it out. And Romain Poit just let him get away with it so many times. There was a point where we 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 had like three consecutive penalties in their in their far left corner. It's our left. Yeah. yeah. And and um, Poit kept penalising them, and he just refused to card them. And it was clear that they were playing cynically. And then eventually we couldn't get the ball out, and they got the turnover. And Itoje is, I don't know, I, I'm seriously disappointed by how dirty he played. Because I always thought he's, he was like a really good player. He's always really been honorable. such a yeah. I, just I, just on Poit. Sorry, uh, you know Brad Shields' uh, like try that was disallowed? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't Franco Mostert playing the ball on the ground there? Shouldn't that have been a like a yellow card to him? Because he was just lying down and he just hit uh, the ball out of his hand. I'd have to watch it again. Yeah. I'd have to watch it again. I, I don't know. Interesting point. Technical Ben. Because I don't, because I, I, as I said, I was watching with some English guys 
And we were both like, listen, it's actually he's not a biased referee. He's just shit. Yeah. I didn't no, think it was that bad. I think that's I true. Saw that oh, there we go. There we go, Adam. Say what was that? He doesn't at the ruck. Like, like, he sees the ruck. Like, a player's got his hands on the ball. So, obviously, you know, something's going to happen. And then he just looks away, like, to check yeah. if the team's on or whatever. Like, is he... Oh, I, I think he's, I think he's a crap ref, and I think he was Ben, bad ben under ref. your ranting, I heard a little, a little. Uh, he's not that bad. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he had that bad a game. Personally speaking, mm-hmm. uh, he he told Farrell uh, where to jump off. But Farrell was complaining about, oh, we just had to play rugby. Sorry, that was a terrible. Yeah, that oh, was God, terrible. He can fuck off with that. Jesus. And, and he said, oh, they would. They would. The captain so... is asking for a card. You can't ask for a card. Blah 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 blah. And it's just, uh, yeah, I, I don't like Farrell. Uh, Great kicker. But he's, uh, he's such a whiny little bitch. You know, he's so fucking spoiled. He's so used to everything going his way. No, he's honestly, so, he's been so he's coddled the, the, his whole life. He is the Justin Bieber of rugby. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, I I have nothing to add to that. Sorry. Did you see Ben Youngs? He, he walked away, apparently Ooh. after one, one question from an interview causing big yeah. oh, that, controversy. Wasn't, that wasn't as bad as it looked, though. Nah, I, I don't think yeah, it was uh, bad. It was, he answered it was the question. To be fair, he did answer the whole question and then said, okay, cool, bye. And didn't just, essentially just didn't give the journalist yeah. a second chance to ask a question. No, that was, that was just a bit, like, petulant. I think he was, he was obviously frustrated. Like, I don't really... Yeah. I don't have too bad feelings towards him for that. But like Owen, like for Owen Farrell, after the, the whole game of England niggling off the ball stuff, like they were always the ones starting off the ball stuff. Every single time. It was them who started it. And then the cheek of him to go up to Pratt and be like, Oh, oh we just you know, we're trying to play rugby here. We're trying to play rugby, you know? And with the Brad Shields try that wasn't a try, they fucking knew it wasn't a try. They knew they had he hadn't scored. He did like he got up and he was like he said to them or whatever, like no, I dropped he, it. He, dropped it like he knocked it on and they were like okay let's try and let's try and t- take the kick before they check it that was a yeah, deliberate attempt were... to get away with a, a non-try like i think it's absolutely disgusting attitude towards rugby i can't believe it like i i mean i don't have much respect for the english as it is but whatever little i had is pretty much gone after the series i think they need to change at number 13 as well hit uh, slade's been a little bit invisible. Uh, Villapoli, he's heading back to the UK, uh, which might not be the worst thing. Which one? Which one? Uh, uh, Mako, Mako. The best prop in the world. Mako yeah. and, and Billy's injured as well. So, and uh, well, who was... Billy's, been, a... Billy's been fucking useless this series. No, so, but he's uh, only just come back from injury. And who is his replacement? He wasn't that great. He... Uh, wasn't it Hughes? Yes, you're right. He, he looks big, yeah. but well, he, he never... He, no, but he, he got a yellow, so I don't think we can really... No. He only yeah. played... But he didn't get over he the got... he didn't get over the advantage line either, even when carrying. No, but, that was, but that's not how you beat South Africa. Like you're never mm. gonna run through us. Well, like that's no. not. Vitipola, well, think think, think Vitip- about all the tries that, that that were scored against us the last two weeks. They all went around us. Yeah, but Vitipola, no, like, Vitipola like, created the, that overlap by getting over the advantage line. Like two oaks pinged mm. off him. That's why he's so key. So that that's just, that helped create the space. Yeah. But our defense out wide, I actually couldn't believe it. I was like, are, are you kidding me again? Mm. But anyway, so do want to yeah. maybe it's maybe it's Rossi's tactic. He knows we like coming from behind or something. Uh, um, can I just, just uh, a, a last message, a last uh, thing, a shout out to Aka for winning the the battle of the beard with Brad Shields when he just pumped him. Yes, yeah, I know he fucked him up. It was so much. There were so many good collisions. Matt, Matt was right. They do look very similar. Yeah. Yeah. One's just about 30 kilos lighter. Yeah. yeah. Just so, so I, I think 
Yeah. Don't be surprised if next week Brad Shields has shaved his beard. Because obviously, his beard like, like, there, there, there was some background beard politics going on around there. So mm. I think uh, Aka just, just won that contest and Brad Shields will be clean shaven next week. Yeah, Do you I, think those, those were the terms of engagement? Yeah. Oh, I hate it's that. It's implied. Uh, Alex, it's, if, if someone with a beard comes up to you, challenges you to a fight, and yeah. you lose, you will naturally go home and shave your beard. Uh, yeah, Look, I would have to. It's, I mean, no. I'm like a, yeah, I'm, I'm like I'd be a, remiss, um, I'd be remiss to point out, or not to point out, that in Lucha, the Mexican wrestling, you've got mask versus mask, and that's obviously loser has to be demasked, and if one or both of you don't have masks, you put your hair on the line. So the guys with short hair have lost. So it's the same theory. So there's this proud tradition of losing yeah, your beard. Yeah? It's I, sort, of I like, would, sort of like yeah. reverse Dothraki. I was about to say, yeah. I, would, I would be similarly remiss if I didn't point out that it was the same honor system that the Dothraki have. Yeah, so Dothraki, Mexican wrestlers, same thing. Just uh, two, two final <laughs> points. Have you, have you seen them in the same room at the same time? No. Two final points. It's uh, actually make it three. Today is Akafadimov's birthday. He's 27. There's a picture of him on Esarabi's Twitter feed with a cake. Look into the camera. He, he, he mm. looks. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna get this cake. I noticed uh, Swayce. Swasty. He was in the coaching box next to Rassi. Uh, I know he has been working with him. That was nice to see. And then a question I want to ask you guys: Are England fucked? Is Eddie Jones going to be... Is, is it too late for England to pick someone else? I kind of feel there's no it's going back. Now, yeah. England is screwed. Too late. We, were, we were on the cusp of being too late. Unless they're going to... So, yeah, exactly. Unless they're going to do like Spain at the at the Football World Cup. Where you like... <laughs> like, like as you're boarding the plane, you're like, oh, yeah, by, by the way, guys, we just fired Eddie Jones. Here's, uh, here's Jack. He's your new coach. Yeah, but sort, like, of, sort of as Eddie Jones goes to collect his airplane ticket. No, no, sorry. So yeah. this is not in your name. <laughs> Yeah. Or you can do it like the famous Louis Late. Uh, everyone who's the current coach of the English rugby team, please step forward. Not so fast, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to Melbourne, where Ireland, they have beat, they, they beat Australia. I wasn't able to watch too much of this game. So, guys, correct me if I, if I was wrong. The Irish tackling and defense was uh, granite. That, that laid a lot of the foundation for the victory, along with the greatest wing in Australia. Not the greatest player in Australia, Tom Banks. The greatest wing in Australia, Corey Betty being carded, and um, the Irish piling on the points while he was off. So, what, what happened mm. in Melbourne? How did, how did Ireland get the victory? Um, I don't know if you guys want to jump on this one, because I think you saw a bit more of it than I did. No? Okay. Um, no, um, I watched the highlights <laughs> at Wimpy this morning, so... Oh, okay. This, game, this I missed, game I haven't seen much. I, I saw Ty Furlong's um, try. That was awesome. Love that. Yes, I saw that. That was fucking glorious. God, he was amazing. <laughs> but I, I missed the yellow card for Koro BT. That but was I, a tip, eh? Yeah, tip tackle. Tip tackle. Oh, yeah. actually, I saw the highlight. Now that I think of it. Yeah, and it was totally unnecessary, because like, he made the tackle. Like He put a really solid hit on, and then he just completely unnecessarily picked the guy up and drove him into the ground. But... Um, I want to talk about something like sort of rugby adjacent for this game, which is the the commentary, the commentators. Well, I think none of us are going to be able to say very much, much to old Chris's 
Chris's uh, what's the word I'm looking? Oh, fuck, I can't remember the word. But Chris will be pretty upset that we won't be able to say much about the rugby in this game. But yeah. No, no, no. I I did watch it. I just missed the the couple of moments like that. So I can't talk about the rugby. But the, for me, like I'm I'm just incensed about the the Australian commentators. I think they are the most unashamedly biased and prejudiced and like completely partial commentators in the world of rugby right now. And that's saying a lot when compared to the Welsh, especially, but like, honestly, I've never heard anything like, I mean, look, you guys know that I've been complaining about Australian commentary the whole season of super rugby, particularly in Melbourne, because they just have this weird idea in their minds about how good Marika Korobiti is compared to everyone else. And it's completely unfathomable. These guys were on crack. Like, Every single thing that they said was loaded. There was like, like everything was a charged comment. So like Ireland would have a penalty advantage, and they'd keep playing, and then they'd knock the ball on or whatever. And then the commentators would be like, "Oh, that's a long advantage for Ireland." And they're like, "Okay, I mean, it's just an advantage, dude." And they're like, "No, no, it's a long advantage," implying that the referee's like being generous, you know. Then there's like a, a scrum penalty against Australia, and they just like say to each other like, "Oh, well, you know." Let's hope that that's applied consistently. You're like, what the fuck? Like, what kind of a passive-aggressive thing is that to say about, like, scrum penalty? Let's hope that it's applied consistently. The only reason you'd say that is if you're suggesting that it won't be and that Ireland would somehow get away with the benefit of the doubt when your team doesn't. And there's absolutely no reason to think that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have, have had similar interpretations or maybe I'm being a bit sensitive. No, I, I, I think I think the Australians like it's you don't get any sort of like I don't even think they know the names of the other players half the time even. Mm, I agree, yeah. It's like so you're just self-absorbed. It's purely like Australian point of view. It's similar to the Welsh though. Fuck, I have no time for the Welsh commentary. The, the Welsh are bad. They are bad. But I think these yeah, guys are worse. Um, can I suggest something that I do that solves all your problems? Um, Afrikaans commentary. Is it there for the? Australian uh, internationals though. Yeah, yeah, you get it on all. You get it on all the internet. I don't think they like at the stadium. Yeah, they are, they're not at the game. Yeah, they're watching. They're like my, watching yeah, on, my problem yeah. is that I was watching online. Oh so yeah, you don't have that option, unfortunately. Do you, do you know what I want? I want um, no commentary, just uh, like sort of the Crap sounds of the game yeah. and the riff. Yeah. Yes, I want like, that too. Yeah, yeah. but like the, honestly, like the the worst moment, like the biggest giveaway moment, was when sometime in the second half, um, Australia lost a line out on their own throw. And the commentator, I wish I knew who it was. Um, the commentator said to the other guy, "Well, we've got we've got three genuine lineout jumpers, and we're still we're still losing our own lineouts." And you're like, "What the fuck, dude? Are you like an assistant coach? Like, what do you mean we? It's Australia? <laughs> like, Australia's losing losing lineouts?" And I, I I made special point of listening to the South African commentary last night, and not once did they refer to the Springboks as we. Every yeah, single time they're like South Africa's on the attack now. No, South Africa's okay. done really no. really well, you know. But, but Joel Stransky's a terrible commentator. Can we agree on that? At least? No, no, no. Look, we have we yeah, are terrible. terrible, but he's just unbiased. That he always, he's yes. the bare minimumly unbiased. Yes. No, let, let, let me be clear about this. South African commentators are fucking terrible. We <laughs> lack charisma. We lack insight into the game. We lack any sense of drama or hype or anything like that. Which I think the English are probably some of the best at. But at least we're not biased, you know. It's not our fault that we have no personalities. Like South Africans just have no personalities. That's just the reality. 
So. All right. Well, anyway, any, any final comments? I'm, I'm done. Just about done. this Sorry, island Australia before we move on. Just a, a try scoring prop returns a tie furlong. Always. And I understand mm. he was immense uh, in the scrums, tackling, all action prop all day, every day. He's a good, he's a good player though, like me. Isn't there a like story from him that they identified him early and said, like, look, keep an eye on this one. He's going to be playing national rugby or something like. So have like you that. have you seen that? Have you seen that advert like where where it's like all the like the players as like young kids, and like mm-hmm. like he's like he was like he's like a farmer. And then, like you see him, like kind of, like kind of wrangling a cow or whatever. And then, like you see, like it's such a good advert. Like I'm not even Irish, and I was crying. Is he just you know, putting the hit on the side of a cow? Yeah, basically, as you guys know, I'm a massive Aussie fan, and still, like that advert got me going. <laughs> it was almost enough to turn. How much of that game were you there, sitting there screaming, just screaming, "Put Tom Banks on"? <laughs> uh, was he on the bench? I didn't even notice. I don't uh, think so. I don't even think he's in the squad. Much to much to Australia's detriment. Yeah, that's, so, probably, that's probably why they're losing. Who's your problem? As soon as you knock, yeah. but you know, maybe he's off. He's off battling um, Thanos or whatever. So you know, maybe he doesn't have time. <laughs> All right, yeah. just, uh, let's quickly move on to New Zealand, France. I unfortunately I missed this, but uh, I was following it a bit on my phone. I was out, saw that there was a red card on the eleventh minute. I watched the incident. Uh, look, this debate can go on and on. Uh, but Barrett competed for the ball just because he fell badly. Uh, he did sustain a concussion. The French player was recorded, immediately ruining the contest. And then the All Black coach comes out uh, with this uh, load of crap saying, no, we should look at the game, records, cards, games. But you know what? It's the All Blacks that are always freaking benefiting from the referees making dodgy calls, handing out yellow cards, red cards, it's always the All Blacks benefiting, and they're always Fuck. so fucking My favorite smart. part about this was, my Fuck. favorite part about this, Sorry. the entire week, the entire fucking week leading up to this game, it was, don't, uh, Grosser got his face mangled, broken in two places, don't judge on the, on the outcome, yes, he got in, badly injured, but you don't judge a card on the outcome, you don't judge a card on the outcome. Bowden Barrett, Bowden Barrett failed his HIA. The commentators, yeah, the card was the right decision. Bowden's not coming back on the field. He got severely injured. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Grosser is not yeah, allowed yeah. to go home because yeah. his face is going to burst if he climbs on an aeroplane. He has, to no, live no, in, no. he has to live in New Zealand, and there's always risk of Saruman's orc armies, Sauron's <laughs> Uruk army. Like, exactly. he has to but live I was with like, how can they be that hypocritic that they're like, the entire week, the, the message in the media was, in New Zealand media was don't judge on the outcome, don't judge on the outcome. The second the outcome was in the All Blacks' favour, no, it should have been a red card. Look how injured yeah. Bowden Barrett was. Okay, can, yes, can, yes, they did need to help him put on his jacket, but that could just be because he needed his McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I can I make a point about red cards? Yeah, you're gonna say so, they need to be for malicious. No, no, no. So so in the French game, the French were a man down for whatever it was, 70 minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because of a red card, yeah. but in in Wales, Argentina, a Welsh guy was throttling an Argentinian guy, like obvious red card. But he did it in the he did it in the eighty second minute. Yeah. <laughs> so just <that, laughs> so roll over into the next game is what you're saying. He, his red card was essentially, I think it was like a minute or two minutes or something. So so are you saying that the red card shouldn't be you suspended from the rest of the match? It should be well, you're, no, suspended, no. you're suspended for 80 it, minutes. They should either say 80 minutes, and then I know it's absurd, 
but then they should say, okay, you got your red card at uh, 10 minutes in, so that means um, your team has to play with 14 players for the first 10 minutes of the next game. Or, I, don't, no, uh, I don't like that so much because then some other random team reaps the rewards. I, I don't like yeah, that either. But I don't think... I think there needs to... Oh, maybe this is too extreme, but there needs to be some sort of like intermediate kind of penalty because I think there should be like a, a like sort of a yellow card, which is a forced substitution. Mm-hmm. So it's just, okay, you don't lose a player, but you're an idiot. You're off the field for the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yellow card for 10 minutes, and then after or, the 10 or, minutes, or maybe on the sideline is allowed on, like, someone like else a, comes on in his place. Yeah, yeah, something, I don't know, but it just seems like a red card does have too much sway on the game, especially the way they're giving, because it used to be you could basically only get a red card for like punching, biting, and eye gouging. <laughs> and then it's like, it's, then it's like, okay, fair enough, because a red card, you're being a fucking idiot, you deserve that card. But now, like, he, there's no way he intended for Barrett to do a little flick flack in the air and land on his head. Uh, yeah, that's but, that's why I was just getting pissed off. No, but goddammit. Yeah, but then, then yeah, then. So severe, like, oh, I don't the know. Ref, the ref, the problem is the ref. The ref, you knew he wanted that to give that card the second that DMO was because he he was saying mm. it was unrealistic before even seeing the replay he but, was calling and it he was like he was like saying it to his assistant like almost to himself yeah like trying to convince him he's like yeah he was he wasn't in a realistic position was he like he wasn't he wasn't was he and yeah, he was he sitting there being like well why don't you fucking watch the video clip and then decide no, he decided <laughs> but, he was but, but the thing is yeah. like any, any position can be realistic if there's no yeah. one else there you know if Bowden Barrett wasn't there. It would have fallen right into his hands. Nine times out of ten, he would have caught it. I'm actually, I'm, I'm almost physically restraining myself from getting too involved in this conversation. Yeah, let's... I've already had two full rants, but I just, I just want to say one thing, which is that because uh, Anton and I discussed Sorry, on the group yesterday. Get angry. No, no, no. I, I'm calming down. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some cat videos in the background to relax. Um, but Anton and I discussed this very briefly, and he was saying, look, the French guy didn't jump as high as Barrett did, right? So he was always going to be on the wrong side of the law as a result of that. And look, maybe he's got a point in terms of that's how referees are interpreting it. I can't speak for that. But logically, that's complete and utter bullshit. Because if you're running with the ball in the same direction as the ball, you don't have to jump as high as the ball jumps in order to be able to catch it. I mean, sorry, as high as the other guy jumps in order to be able to catch it at the same point. Because you can stretch out your arms and catch the ball. So it. Exactly, right? So he doesn't need to jump as high as Burton Barrett does. So why the fuck should he? Why should he be under... Yeah, well, why, why should he, he be under... Because Burton yeah. Barrett makes a yeah. decision. Why should he... Well, why, no, I mean, like, Burton Barrett's entitled to jump that high. And he has to, because if he didn't jump that high, the other guy probably would have gotten the ball. But that's a decision he that is, That's a decision he yeah, makes. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing. He, he weighs up the risk. Decision, and now it's the French player's fault. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but, but, and, like, that shouldn't be the case. This player has no obligation to jump. He has no ob- obligation to jump that high. He's entitled to do whatever he needs to do to put himself in a position to get to catch the ball, just like Bowden Barrett does. They are both part of the causal uh, uh, nexus between what happened and the consequences, both of them. So why is one player given a red card and the other one is sympathized with because he, ends, he ended up injured? And this goes to what Ben was talking about, about the fact that if Bowden Barrett landed on his feet, nothing would have happened. But that's not the point. If the point is that if you're negligent, you're negligent. The outcome, insofar as it's foreseeable is all that matters, not the actual no, but I don't think they, they, they consider that players should look after their own safety as well. 
Yeah. Because, you know, like, I, I can catch a ball. Basically, as long as you're holding the ball, you can do whatever you want to endanger yourself. And it's the other person's fault. The other person must make a plan to not hurt you. Yeah, like, yeah. just 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 to be clear, like if this if this guy if this guy had had eyes forward, he's looking at Barrett, sees Barrett jumping, continues to run into him, doesn't check his run, and basically then we'd be having a different conversation. It's a completely different conversation. I don't want people listening to this, hearing this, and saying, "Oh, what? So you can just tackle a guy in the air in the air, and that's fine." No, that's not okay. Tackling a guy in the air is always going to be fucking dangerous. You're always going to be risking a red card, okay? This guy, he held his line. He had eyes on the ball, and he was in a position to catch the ball. His actions were actions to catch the ball, not actions to tackle the player. And you can't penalize a guy, especially not a red card, for do, for acting in good faith in the pursuance of the objects of the sport. You fucking can't. That's uh, a bad system of law. And I'm just gonna. I'm actually gonna play for you just uh, the audio. Uh, I don't know if you guys will hear it, but I know our listeners will. Uh, who was the referee? Gardner, Angus Gardner, t- t- telling the French yeah. referee just the, the language that he used. Not in a realistic position to contest the ball. Realistic condition. Mm. Unrealistic. Yeah, it's uh, hardly to nothing. Um, it, it's a. Did you guys hear that? No, no I didn't. But uh, yeah, I heard it when I watched it again. Yeah, our listeners yeah. were. I just wanted to give him a bit of uh, context uh, as well. Yeah. Also, also, we're working, we're working on a soundboard here. Uh, beyond, beyond <laughs> Alex's <laughs> righteous <laughs> anger. Listen, listen ERB first, right here. If you're listening today, congratulations. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. But you it's know, difficult you, to uh, say we're working with the soundboard because we'd hear it if it was on a soundboard, Adam. Yeah, I, well, you know, it, it's it's not a perfect system right now. But anyway, but any, I kind of feel like Adam. Adam is just I appreciate, us. The, I appreciate the effort. Yeah. You, I was going to play like Yakety Sack. Yeah, it was Benjamin. Yeah, episode we listened. It was Benjamin. It was Benjamin Fall. Benjamin Fall. Yeah. F- yeah. Uh, ironically, is there any final comment just about the New Zealand, uh, New Zealand France game before we before we move on? Great try. France played well. And with 15 players, I think if they play like they did and New Zealand plays like they did, it, it would be a, you know, France... Yeah, France shot. had two disallowed trials, eh? Disallowed trials, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And the one, and if you add, if you consider those two, they were in front, points-wise. Oh, but mm. I'm, sorry, I'm just looking, I'm looking at some of the highlights now. Joe Meadey's great. Uh, ben from Accounts, his Ooh. try was fantastic as well. Joe, Joe Moody's try was cool. No, that was heat. Joe Moody's was brilliant. Slipped the tackle like a proper 12. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then Actually, your, your boy, yeah. Alex, ALB, Hansel mm-hmm. and Brad, he had a good game. And then uh, Boda Barrett, nice handoff for the try. Not yeah. as good as Beast's handoff, mind you, or twice. But, uh, was it was it Jordy? Uh, oh, it was Jordy, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Jordy. That, that was um, an unnecessary handoff as well, because he was over the line when he did yeah. it. He could have just kind of fallen was... down, but... That's just for Chris. That's good. But um, I actually reckon over the last two games for the All Blacks, maybe the best player, Damien McKenzie? Maybe you'd like to acknowledge Ben from accounts. Yeah. Well, Ben, don't forget Ben from accounts' error last week. I mean, we can speculate as to whether or not it was intentional. But yeah, fair enough. No, no, no. Damien McKenzie is... Like, like he, he's just unlucky because... But I, I think he's a better fullback than Jordy Barrett. Yeah, but Jordy's yeah, like, this year. Like, like I don't, I don't really. Obviously, in jo- like Jordy's breakthrough year, I think he was playing above his sort of above, above himself. His, 
Yeah, I and think then, so too. But now it just depends. And this year, is he sort of playing below his norm? Or if this is his norm... I, I, I think so. No, no, I think he's playing below himself this year. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Somewhere in between. Right. Just now, we're going to have a quick look at, at, at some of the other results. I think the standout result, look, there was a whole bunch of them over the weekend. Scotland. Yo. They lost to the United States of America 30-29. Uh, were you guys mm-hmm. able to catch that? I got no. the I got the highlights. Um, America have a very good uh, kicking fly off McGinty. I think it's McGinty. Mm. Like honestly, he was stupid. So spot Scottish, on. So the Scottish lose to someone called McGinty. There's <laughs> <laughs> American McGinty. Irish. I would say that's Irish. Yeah, yeah I know. But, but, but well, wait, hang on. Was it McGinty or McGinty? I don't know. I didn't see the spelling as I said the commentator said. And then the. America have a uh, USA have a hooker as well. No shit. Jeep, this guy looks like I don't know. If if someone told me he weighed like 145 kgs, I'd be like, yeah, I believe you. Like the guy is massive. He's uh, Samoan Joe yeah. uh, Joe something. I don't know. Does he Samoa Joe's a wrestler. Does he at least have the Tuina Tukarafe uh, mustache? No, I think he's clean shaven. He has like dreadlocks though. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. Like no, but that, hey, you, you, need, you need another James character. Hiltebrand, is that who you're talking about? Not, that no, does, that doesn't that. sound like a Samoan name. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just... Oh, no, Joe, wait, no, Joe, Joe, Joe Taufeta. Taki Alofi. I think that's probably him. Joe Taufeta. <laughs> Taufeta. Yeah. Well, what okay. would you say? Get his And McGinty is Mac Ginty. Mac Ginty. That's Scottish. Off of the sales shots. Okay, so that's in England. Yeah, no, no, but honestly, America, they play, they play proper rugby as well. They don't just, you know, like, like they have, they have good, like, pods and they, they kick when it's appropriate, they run when it's appropriate. You know, they, they seem to really know what they're doing. They're well coached, well drilled. Um, I'm not going to say that them beating Scotland is going to be the norm and, you know, we should consider them, you know. Was it like a last minute penalty or something as well? No, it was a last miss by Scotland. So Scotland scored in the uh, 83rd mm-hmm. minute, and then they missed the conversion. So Scotland, but to be honest, Scotland, even if Scotland won, you know, if Scotland had beaten America 30-31, that's yeah. still a, a good result for America. There wasn't yeah. it also more they, of a Scottish second eleven. I don't know if it was a stronger side. No, but it, it doesn't matter. God, no, like... I'm just saying... Someone was saying... <laughs> It's Stop doing raid on America's parade. <laughs> Adam, Adam, you know what you are? You're such a communist. You must have been delighted with the Russian victory. Ah, no, Adam, no, no. you're not even making America great at this point. Greatness, Adam. Who did, who did Russia beat? Uh, Russia, Russia hammered Canada. They oh, beat nice. Canada, so I'm trying to bring up the results here. Uh, uh, let's, let's see, have a look at. I don't know if you're going to be able to learn to call it a hammering. 43 that points. The, no, that's a hammering. Trans, 23 points. Is that the trans, uh, the trans bearing uh, dot? Straight. Yeah, pretty much. Trans bearing. Yeah, uh, I, I think they, they might have won some fishing rights. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? There's, a, there's an island in the middle that they always argue about. Maybe that maybe I, I, I Russia officially has occupation about. about the island. It's uh, probably got oil. And uh, yeah, Tonga, they beat Samoa 28-18. Fiji, Pub Georgia. That's a surprise. Normally the picking order is Fiji, Samoa, Tonga. Yeah, yeah and so uh, Fiji... Pretty they, good. Did I and pick? Fiji, Pump Georgia. Yeah, 37-15. Right. At least I picked but, Fiji. Dude, and, did you see that Fijian backline? 
No. Is it? I wouldn't see uh, I haven't found it. It had right. like semi semi Radrada and the Mani Nadoro and like oh. they um even had like Nakarawa in the forwards. Like they uh, that was a heat. That so, Fijian side looks good. So much heat. Uh, mm-hmm. Just looking, oh, oh, Italy, they picked up a win. They beat Japan 25-22 after a very strong first half. Matt, what's going on? You're our Japan correspondent. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, it's a drawn series. It's fine. Don't stress. Um, but yeah, they, basically this game boiled down to Italy got a good early lead. I mean, they went into halftime, I think, if not 20, just shy of 20. Versus three, and then yeah, the second half Japan clawed back. Um, but yeah, inter- interestingly, they played, they played under a roof because they were testing it for the World Cup. So they played both their games under roofs, and yesterday's game wasn't necessary to play under the roof, but they needed to test it because apparently, for the World Cup, if you are going to be using your roofs, you have to use your roofs constantly. So they just wanted to see what it was like playing under the roof there. Uh, that's a little Is that just door. so that the conditions are always the same? Yeah. So if you are going to use a roof, you have to use the roof throughout. Okay. That makes sense. Um, oh, go, boy. Go, Sandy. Oh, Sazzy Sandy with a try for the junior box. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Went a bit off topic. Oh, uh, well, yeah, the junior box, uh, I think Shenru, he needs to move on, but I don't want to have a discussion right now. It's, it's, it's a little bit late, late in the day. Wales, uh, they beat Argentina. Sorry for shouting. They beat Argentina 30 12. Uh, thanks, Argentina. My Super is a wasteland uh, of shit. I think I've got three. Yeah, I got three. Uh, it was it was an absolute horror show. And then uh, I think this isn't Super Rugby. And then we've mentioned the USA and uh, Russia results. So, chaps. Uh, looking ahead to to next week, let, let's start off before we get into the meat. Fiji versus Tonga. You got to back Fiji, right? Fiji, yeah, yeah, Fiji. By like fifteen. Yeah, at least fifteen to twenty. All right. Uh, I'm actually gonna I, I'm gonna use my super brew, my own personal super brew, since I, I honestly I ooh, can't do worse. So, so you dangerous. guys. Dangerous. So, so I'll back you guys. Japan versus Georgia at the Toyota Stadium in Toyota. Japan be a good game actually. Japan. I want Georgia to win just because they're limos. Because I, I like a prop side. They had a nation of props. Uh, I'm gonna say Japan just because <coughs> they're gonna travel so far. Uh, but the games yeah, they're, they're barely traveling. They're traveling from Samoa at, or Fiji. Uh, Fiji's fuck or far away from Japan, bro. Japan's in the northern hemisphere. Fiji's far from everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Jeez. Like, yeah, I suppose it's a point right right in a but it's at 7.5. Uh, I, I think we commented on the uh, Japanese team as being a little bit under strength this week. Like, Mafia was on the bench, yeah. and mm-hmm. they had a couple of other guys who weren't regular starters. So I think that they'll probably play their, their same side from last week against Georgia. And I think that'll be enough. Also, like, I, don't know the re- I don't really know the makeup of the Georgian team, but I feel like they're probably not that used to international rugby. They don't play that many games. Whereas the Japanese guys are having like a lot more internationals lately, and they have the Super Rugby um, yeah, experience, so they'll be probably better at like yeah for a th- like a three match series, which was kind of it's not against each other but against other teams. I think they'll they'll have more in the tank. All right, uh, then moving on to Dunedin, New Zealand versus France. Uh, probably gonna pick New Zealand again. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, is that have... a serious question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, then, ah, here, this is a tricky one. Australia versus Ireland in Sydney. Ireland. 
Ireland. I'm just going to say it early. Ireland. Ireland. They're going to win the series. I'm backing my boys and going to Australia. <laughs> Cor- Cor- BT hat trick. Like the weather's gotten cold all of a sudden, Ben. Uh, I don't know. And then uh, the Six final back. the final test, according to reports, in Cape Town, South Africa versus England. I- I'm backing South Africa to wrap this up 3 0. Was it be the final test at Cape Town, Adam? Just at Newlands. At final Newlands. Test, final test at Newlands. At the Tupperware. We've gone and named the Tupperware, and now it's doomed. England's going to win. To seed from the rest of South Africa. Yeah, we're gonna, they're going to form Zillistan. Yeah, that's always been the plan. <laughs> Zillistan. And then uh, it's it's well it's they're having a trade war now. They can put move that war onto the rugby pitch. Pitch. It's Canada versus the USA. It's at the Wanderers Grounds in Halifax Common in Nova Scotia. Oh, Nova Scotia. Mm. From Nova Texas Scotia. to Nova Scotia, Canada's got this one. I reckon. The, yeah, the conditions are definitely going to favour Canada. But, Going from um, Texas to fucking Nova Scotia. Like, what, what's his name? Taafu uh, or whatever. I don't think he's going to feel very comfortable um, at Nova Scotia, let's be honest. But um, Wait, USA should win, man. Yeah, I, uh, I he know. plays for Worcester Warriors. Ooh, but you know who is going to feel very at home in Nova Scotia? Is, is McGinty. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think USA have got it. I think they're going to win by 10. Has Ardron been playing for Canada? I this is this is me showing off that I haven't paid any attention to this. Maybe is Ardron even playing? I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. I kind of just hope that he comes back unconcussed for my fantasy side's sake. And uh, rounding out the weekend, it's Argentina versus Scotland. Oh, God. I mean, they've both been so terrible. Uh, Who, wait, who's going to coach Argentina? They, wait, so their coach quit Red series? Mid series, what the fuck? <laughs> he didn't even Ledisma. wait for the end of the series. Ledisma. Oh no, well, the, technically the series is finished because this is a different. Well, yeah, yeah but series. You you know what I mean though. Like there's yeah, still games. I, I think like, I think Creevy's going to go to coach. Uh, it'll be Ledisma. Let's be, let's be I'm honest. Sure they'll him in. But anyway, I, I think I think Argentina should win. All right. Uh, all right. I think yeah, guys. That that's going to wrap it up. Any final comments? What's happening in the under twenty game? Uh, I know we um, lost. They, we lost. We're playing in New Zealand for the third for the third place um, third playoff, and we're currently losing by one point after 20 minutes. The score is 15-14 in favour of New Zealand. Yeah, I don't know. Something <laughs> weird's going on. I don't know. I don't have my audio on, but we've already brought on two substitutes, and it's only 20 minutes in. Oh, that's weird. It, it is Johnny Lombard. Johnny Lombard's up. playing quite well from the fullback position. And Similani's at 13, which is good. And Sazi Sandy, my boy, he scored a try from a running mall. Boy. Nice. Yeah, so. Um, but it's looking good. I, we, I, like, uh, I like Tyrone Green. He's angry. Hey, he's angry. Like, yeah. he obviously has some issues. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm actually, I'm not going to say anything, but he's obviously witnessed his parents' murders or something. I was going <laughs> to say, I think, I think his parents divorced quite young. Yeah. That's my guess. It's not quite a murder. Uh, but, uh, they, they also named him Tyrone, which, you know, would create some anger. <laughs> Tyrone. All right. Um, okay, can, can we finish with a shout-out to the Sevens? Like, yes. I know last yes, week... Yes, we must have, uh, yeah. You, last week, obviously, it was still unknown, but they came through like champions. Yeah. Good on them. Philip Sneiman, their flag bearer. Oh, it was, it was great. Like, I was, I, was so, I was so pleased with that. So can I add, like, was... Philip's name, and as soon as we'd won and he ran on the field, 
you ran the first person you went to was um an opposition player from england to congratulate or to shake their hand and you know um uh, commiserate with them before he even went to like the the blitzbocker who were on the field he yeah. like shook the hands of all the english players first i thought that was like a really nice touch leadership yeah. as, as people exactly. say as people say on twitter leadership it was was we it are led. Ant, I think it was Ant's dad who commented, we managed to pull off that performance with only one set of dreadlocks on the field. Yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Elite Rugby Panther. Super Rugby coming back soon, which means uh, there'll be more content from us. I don't know how we feel about that. I'm getting getting used to, to just these nice discussions on a Sunday. But uh, when Super Rugby does come back, we will we'll be returning with three episodes a week. Uh, fantasy for next year, I'm not quite sure. You can maybe check out the Fantasy Draft XV Twitter account and check out their stuff uh, as well. They've been a great supporter of the pod. I'd like to say that they are friends, friends of the pod, if, that, if that's accurate. Definitely friends of the pod. I would, yeah. we I would say allies. Them, to allies. We I would say allies. Them. Allies of the pod. We, we have an alliance with them. Yes, we do. They, they're very We're going to vote them. We, we, we're going to take them all the way to final three. With us yeah. in the Survivor, Survivor pod. We will take them all the way to Final 3. That's going to wrap I, it up for this I, episode. I think, they, yes. sorry, I think they would beat us in a Final 3 scenario, and I think we maybe need to consider trying to get them out a little bit earlier. I hope they're not listening. No, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 anyone who's listening this deep is committed, and I feel they are committed. So yeah. big shout-out to you, Fantasy XV. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, can, I, can, I wrap, can I wrap up now? Yep, sorry, go for oh, it. Can, can, I, can I just mention one thing? Remember last week <laughs> no, you where, um, <laughs> where uh, Joe rolled her eyes when I said Scotland will beat USA by 20-odd points? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought it was a reference to Outlander, but it actually wasn't, and it turns out Joe is a prophet. Yeah, so you're eating humble pie. No, isn't, aren't, aren't um, females oracles? Uh, sorry, you're not a prophet, you're an oracle. But she, is she going to... Uh, I told you so, I don't know the results. I beg pardon? Sorry, I'm just reading this, I'm just reading this thing that Anne said, sent on, on, on our group. Uh, some guy tweeted, my missus has just walked upstairs since, since we're talking about profiting and, and ladies and handed me a Father's Day card, never shipped myself as much, sat here thinking she's having a baby, and when I open it, it's from the fucking cat. Weird breed, you woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 huge news we should have opened with this alex's new cat yeah no um, no it's it's not a new cat it's it's we're babysitting yeah okay <laughs> if i had a babysit okay okay wait we get i'm gonna end this off now uh we, we get we sucked down the hole thank you very much for listening uh, especially if you've listened this deep to to our rantings please catch us again for next week where hopefully we'll be celebrating the box uh whitewashing the english and G- eddie jones crying into his beer thank you that's gonna wrap it up